Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. What sort of madman would open up a brewery in Utah? Well, apparently people behind you enter. But how can your brewery succeed under the restrictive hold of a 3.2 ABW? That's weird. Well, somehow they do that too. Why are they measuring ABV by weight? <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about that and how they got off the ground and continue to grow so that we can... Have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. So oh. I just had a terrible idea for something to do before a live show. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, like, with, like, people, like, next time we have, like, a drinktacular or something. Get a drink a whole beer before the cowbell comes in on the song. Oh, jeez. Eh, you can do it, though. Yeah, you can. I'm that's... not. It, you can do it. I'm just saying, like, knowing how much we drink in an episode, especially with other people around, mm. it's a bad idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any of those, mm-hmm. like, gamifying things we should not ever do. <laughs> it's a young man's game. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, As well, I've discovered, I am not a young man anymore. Well, on that note, uh, how is everyone? <laughs> Doing good. Doing um, good. Uh, we are. I am recording for the first time from, uh, streaming for the first time from Casa de Bob yes, 2.0. Yes. You're... Was it the bougie? <laughs> God. No, it, but it's good. It is, you have more room, which is nice in there. I, I do. And I, if you can look over, you can just see uh, my, my new liquor shelf <laughs> that I have established. Yes. It's, it's still growing. I got a whole bottom shelf I can fill up. <laughs> got to go uh, get the uh, plastic jugs of Old Crow, Old Granddad. <laughs> I'll just move what's on the middle shelf down as I get better stuff because the middle <laughs> shelf is filled with stuff like uh, the the whatever terrible absinthe I had. Uh, see, now uh, you, you need to get like one of each thing, like because we we've at least experienced good things in a lot of categories now. Like, get some Epsilon <laughs> tequila, and that's that's yeah. one of the things. Like, next time I get I go out and see some of that that gets going on that I'm like, no, I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy it now because that's that's a tequila I can drink. I'm still intrigued about the one in the black bottle. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but yeah, the still, still have not unpacked. As you can tell from the stack of like th- those boxes over there are empty, but I have no. I, I need to throw them out hmm. or do something with them. Yeah, uh, so there's, still there's like, yeah, we we understand that. <laughs> and but we're we're more or less moved in now. We're you know all of our stuff is here, almost, and there's just some cleaning to be done at the old place. Took. Three magic erasers to clean all the marks off the walls. 
I bet it got to the point where you're cleaning the marks off the walls going, crap, now there's a clean spot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're just like, well, we're going to need more magic erasers because we've got to scrub the whole wall. We're essentially repainting the wall with magic erasers. Uh, and then there's... I also had to, like, re-spackle. Uh, picked up the spackle I saw you guys had when you were moving out because mm. I went, oh, that's handy because that'll let me know when it's, when it's done. Yeah, the one uh, that goes on pink and then dries white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I did a little bit of that before I before I left. I still have to go down there and do a little last last bit of vacuuming and try to uh, get rid of the last bit of stuff. Mm. Get our vacuum from there to over here so we can use it. Don't kid yourself. Uh, by law, they have to. All paint. right, fine. I'll never use it. <laughs> <laughs> by law, they have to paint anyway when you move out because I'm pretty sure that your apartments, given their age, were originally painted with lead-based paint. <laughs> Uh, well, our apartments are spackle colored, so <laughs> like, because as I put it on there, it dried, and I went, "Yep, can't even tell. Don't have to do anything. Moving on." Uh, yeah, there, there is a. You guys would know because you've seen it, but there is a, a big like. There's a crack down like this weird blip where like the AC stuff gets housed, hmm. uh, like a crack right where it come, meets the wall. Yeah. And there's a chunk that had fallen out, and I know roughly what the maintenance people are going to do to fix it. And so I just went ahead and spackled that over for them too, and went there. The others, you're gonna welcome. Cover it I up saved you the ten minutes of work that you were going to do. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, most of my most of my week has been either cleaning up the old place or getting settled here in the new place, uh, and paying rent for two different places for one month. Oh, fun! Ugh. See, we had that choice: uh, pay rent for two places for a month or be homeless for a couple of weeks we chose to be homeless for a couple of weeks wasn't really an option for me so yeah yeah. It, it's you, okay i could i can i can swing one it's just one of those like this week you know next couple of weeks i'm like let's just you know i i've stored up for for the lean times i can <laughs> we were we were lucky that my sister was available and had space to be like oh yeah totally stay with us like, yes <laughs> uh but we uh but yeah, that's that's been most of my time. Uh, plus, checking out the new liquor barn I live very close to, ah. and their their massive selection of wine. Well, look at your neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I'm not no, saying it made sense. You no longer have to worry about ambulances and fire trucks driving by and scooter guy. You now have to worry about the sounds of the mobs of French peasants coming to oust all of you and have you beheaded. <laughs> I'm going to hear someone shout out like, La petite bourgeois, light up against the wall. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. They've come for the Marx wine. Ri- oh, God, Marx was right. <laughs> oh, dear. So on a completely not related note. Uh, Everything is related to Marxism. You'll get there. <laughs> so we finally watched Into the Spider-Verse. That's how, ah. so anyone keeping track, that's how behind we are, thanks to the baby. Um, we bought it, is the best part. And now it's even on Netflix. <laughs> bought it? We didn't watch it until it was on Netflix. When I, I turned to her and said, hey, guess what's on Netflix? We should probably watch it since, you know, we bought it. <laughs> we, we, we watched our bought version out of principle. but Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, it, that was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen just hands oh, it's down so good it is it is the most comic booky movie you're ever going to see yeah it is so not even just like regular comic booky not like standard like crossover like, event of 
the century mm-hmm. comic booky. It's like one of those things where they sold would have sold uh, you know ten different covers. Oh, and it's got like. And it's just got like little touches, like like the way it's colored and the way like they try to make stuff like that's further back look like old printing problems used to have in comics from like the sixties and seventies. And it's oh my god, I'm just and like the, I, I I'm watching it every time, going oh that's so good. And the Spidey oh, Sense thing, so... what they do mm-hmm. with the little yeah. Oh, and and by the way, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it? It's not. It's not Jake Johnson. That's not his name. Oh, um, uh, yeah, actually. Is that it? I thought that was a, a, a weird, it, like, it is, soft but rock guy. Uh, I'm going to look it up now, because I was like, that's weird. That's the same name as that dude. I'm, I'm looking it up. But now. if there was ever someone that needed to voice Peter Parker, I feel like that's... Yeah, it, it was dead on. By the way, how would you feel about Chris Pine? Oh, good. Oh, all right. I, if initially, I was like, is that is that Chris Pine? <laughs> and Were you to... listening to it going like, wait, why's Chris Pine... He's not who I was told Spider-Man was. Yeah, you're like, wait, huh? But that, uh, no, that's so. Somehow, a lot of these things I have managed to keep my head in a hole about. Again, Endgame has still not been spoiled for me. Yeah, that is not a trigger for everyone to try and spoil it for me. But I had not been spoiled on the finer points of Into the Spider-Verse either. Like all I knew was what everyone knew. Yeah, there's uh, something's going to happen to cross over, and we get. A whole bunch of Spider-Man universes coalesced into this one. You get you get uh, uh, Nick Cage, uh, Noir Spider-Man, just yeah. the best. It's like, wait, how is his how is his coat flowing? We're inside. There's no wind. Where I am, there's always wind. It's the best thing in the world. And the, the John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it is Jake Johnson. Is the name of the guy from Peter Parker. God. That's who was the uncle. I knew it. I knew that guy's voice. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, what? Mahershala Ali does uh, Uncle Aaron. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Sorry. Jake Johnson again because he was no, no, in no. a Wee Bear Bears episode. And I was. Oh, okay. It was the Little Bears episode. They're on an island. Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, there's so much of that movie I love. I, so I love older that... Spider-Man who's just broken down by life. And he, he's got a he's got a gut from pizza, and mm-hmm. he's wearing sweatpants all the time because he's ashamed. got a little bit of gray in his hair because he's like you know he's in his late you know he's in his thirties and he's starting to age into his like yeah oh. he's not taking care of himself and I, I just love the sweatpants detail because. A, he's getting fat and he's self-conscious about it, so he won't wear just the Spider-Man suit. He wears the Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit with a pair of sweatpants on over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, it... There's so much about that I like. Uh, uh, you know, introducing everyone to, to Spider-Woman, or as she is known by fans, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Oh, her costume was the bomb. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, it, when it was designed, it was one of the best new costumes anyone had seen in a long time. And I, I, you know, I don't know that much about any of the alternate universes or whatever. So Spider- the best new cost it's it, like, it's up there like in terms of new costumes with like the Captain Marvel redesign costume, Yeah, which is the movie costume that for the Captain Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, hers. And I didn't know anything about Penny Parker. Love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was like yep. genuinely sad when she was crying <laughs> at the end. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, the, like the, the, the super anime. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, 
And oh god, I can go on for a while about yeah about it, that. It but I, I love that movie sure. so much, and it's like I was in I watched that in theaters, and I was not expecting to be like near the end of that movie going. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so the everyone was going on like about oh the the Stan Lee cameo is really going to get you in this one, and I was like, it didn't. What got me was the ending <laughs> tribute where they just oh. bring the, the quote and the. You know, the big mm-hmm. thank you so much to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Why are you thanking Jack Kirby it for Jack Spider-Man? Jack, Steve Ditko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ditko. Why does he think fucking... Because he, he almost everything, everything else, else was, yeah. was Kirby, but, but <laughs> Spider-Man was yeah. Ditko. Yeah. Uh, so, no, there was a... Uh, I do love the, the Stan Lee cameo, though, because it's like... like don't worry it fits everyone and it just and you're like no refunds oh that's a touching moment and you like lean over and it's just like no refunds and i'm Absolutely. like oh yes please undercut this that 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 makes me happier because uh, that that kind of speaks volumes about stanley yeah that and miles <laughs> is a never... very nice guy but at the same time like prudent he's businessman hmm. yes um but that and the detail that Miles never zips up the costume in the back. Yeah. He goes the whole movie until he puts on the actual costume with mm-hmm. the uh, back of his cheap Spider-Man costume never being zipped up. I kind of wish that he had open. kept that jacket and hoodie <laughs> thing for his mm. for his costume, though, because I was like, that looks really good like that. Yeah, it did. Like, uh the, also, the, Aunt the May sh- was a badass. Yeah. Oh, that, when yeah. He shows back Aunt up May in like, like the what? spider cave. <laughs> well, this is just pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> and Aunt uh, May's like sitting down there drinking, <laughs> waiting on him. Just sitting down on him. Like, what took you so long? You're like, oh, okay, Aunt May. I, I love the touch because uh, because this is different than than Miles Morales's introduction into uh it's similar and different to Miles Morales's introduction uh when he was created for the Ultimate Marvel comic book line. Uh just quick background on that. Ultimate Marvel was like them trying to do like retelling Marvel's stuff but it, you know today and so you could get a young Peter Parker again and you wouldn't have to worry about because at the time he's married with hmm. MJ and this way you can have young whatever yeah. stories about him in high school. Uh, dealing and, with today's issues right uh and then they killed him uh sure and then miles morales gets created and uh, you know gets his powers and in, in similar ish way to the movie like broad strokes the movie kind of hits the notes for that but there was no big crossover thing for it yeah. and he didn't have anyone to teach him how to do it but someone just gives him the costume I like in this one where he takes the old costume, but then just makes it his, which yeah. says a lot about how he's, you know, as Spider-Man, like, yes, he's he's going to be doing this stuff, but he is going to be his own Spider-Man. So he's going to take what came before and make it. And he's yeah. got his own little special, yeah. you know, stuff that he can do anyway. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was so good. I, oh. Great movie. And it's a visual feast. I just like mm-hmm. Brittany was just looking like, oh, what would make what are some moments from that that would make like a good screensaver or wallpaper and it's like any still frame from the movie i already grabbed how spider how <laughs> so here's my question how did you react when you saw doc ock oh it was great i knew that one because i know that character has existed before oh see i didn't know. and 
I was excited. I wasn't about thinking it. about it when it happened, so I'm just like, oh, 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 that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I I didn't know anything about it, so I was just like, that was great. <laughs> I was actually so I had, I already knew that we had her in it, but I was more excited when Kingpin came in because I did not know Kingpin was the overall villain, mm-hmm. which they drew like that was just great. I don't know. He I, looked so he looked so inhuman. And it yeah. made it make more sense that he was strong enough to yeah. go toe-to-toe with a guy who can lift a car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was one of my, it was one of the things I was like super glad I went out to go watch. Uh, yeah, that would have been crazy in theaters. My roommate bought it and he was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I was like, oh yeah, I've already seen it. It's fine. Uh, you can enjoy it and I'll... And I, I grabbed a beer and like the opening started and I was like, oh, I'll just watch a minute or so. And I sit down 20 minutes in the movie. I'm Priyanka sitting there. We're laughing. And he looks at me and goes, weren't you not going to watch this? Yeah, but it started and here I am. <laughs> what, you've never seen The Hypocrite before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, been a good way to say that. Uh, <laughs> My favorite thing, actually, the whole uh, for the whole thing was... The how they do the um, like origin story basically every time like throw, throw down the comic book <laughs> right. and it's like all right guys let me last do this time. one more time. <laughs> I was like yeah no that's the, that's actually probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. So a uh, quick thing to hit on so uh, one thing that everyone was really hoping for when uh, MCU started because the whole MCU is loosely because uh, Justin was talking about the Ultimate Universe and the Ultimates is loosely what this whole MCU is based on. Uh, ish. ish. It's it's like, taking the best parts of it and the best parts of the six one six, the standard yeah. Marvel universe, which, by the way, is the universe that the Peter Parker that you experience throughout the whole thing, uh, the 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 older Peter Parker that we love, oh, uh, is is six one six. And so I saw that and I'm like, mm. oh. Also, Miles's cell phone is filled with Spider Man creators. Oh. Nice. Like that's a thing that I noticed. I'm like, there's Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli, the people who created uh, Peter Parker. Let's not let's not just inundate people with weird facts that I can catch in the background. I did not uh, anyway. realize Fat Spider Man was six one six. That makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I love is like a lot of us were hoping that Miles Morales when we heard originally they were, they were gonna be introducing Spider Man into the MCU is that it was gonna be Miles. But mm-hmm. Clearly, that is not the path they chose, and it's still amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Still time. Yeah, that's. I mean, exactly what I was thinking before. That's again, haven't seen Endgame. I, I, or I Far know, From Home, which is out now too. I say I know there's another. Far Spider-Man From Home movie. is not out. It comes out next week, I think. Oh. <clears throat> I guess they've got like reviews. And Either way, stuff that's out. whenever. Yeah, they they did like a uh, whatever, but it comes out uh, the second. Okay. That's, Anyway, in Infinity War, everyone was like, if they won't kill him off, will they? I was like, I mean, it's not like they don't have a stable of more Spider-Man waiting. And they have one that people are demanding. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Now I'm thinking of, like, they, they won't kill him off, will they? Clones. <laughs> that that would be the huevos of, of Marvel <laughs> Studios, to look at Spider-Man and go, no, we could do the clones better. And I was like, look, no one can do them good at all. Don't do this. No, don't. All right. Um, speaking of not doing things better, I think we th- there's just no hope anymore for for the movie draft. No one stands a chance. So so let's just let's just hear this. 
Welcome to your Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv, for the week of June 24th, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice J. Pro tip, if you jumped off the bridge in Paris, you'd be insane. Let's go to the scoreboard. Team Game Night's in last place for $206.8 million. Team Drunk Kids Gaming is in fifth place for $238.4 million. Team The Bond Squad gets $6 million from yesterday, and fourth place with $265.3 million. Team Richard Misery is in third place with $552.8 million. Team Everdrink is in second place with $773.5 million. And in first place, with $1,226.3 million, it's Team Movie Party. That's your Stream Team Movie Draft Minute, all told as a record as of June 29, 2019. Just. I am amazed that we're still in second. <laughs> disgusting. I had so. to comment to. Uh, movie party and i was like congratulations for what's going to be the the like largest spread victory mm. in the history of the draft with you know end game coming back out and then i think i linked a, the gif from uh goodfellas of them like kicking the dude to death <laughs> so uh ritual misery is roughly 200 million behind us they could catch us uh they have far from home oh they will catch us they yeah. will catch us so third, third place, place guys yeah. <laughs> Again, we've talked about it. We had we had some underperformers, and we we bought with our hearts, not with our heads. Mm. I was really hoping uh, Detective Pikachu was going to hit harder. It, yeah, it was. It looked like well, it was and it was to. that was such a toss up. You know, you it, can it, never yeah, tell. Yeah, it was. It it was one of those we gambled. We gambled and lost, and that's fine. It's fine. Uh, we, we've proven proven ourselves for Winter Draft, which I'm already. Uh, getting my nose to the ground and trying to... There are a couple things we're already eyeing. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I have to get... I, I need to get a big bomber before we go down there. I have to be I have to be good and sauced during the draft selection. That's the only way I can do this. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, speaking of being good and sauced, let's talk about Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, Alright. First up in Untapped is Find the Giant. And at first I thought it said Iron Giant, and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> so get ready to hashtag Find the Giant again this year as Trogue's exclusive double IPA makes its way across the Northeast. What makes it nimble so giant? Well, it boils down to a simple formula of ingredients, hops, and process. Uh, ingredients, people, and process. <laughs> I don't know why I started sliding into like 50s era. Uh, well, Zap Brennigan, but I was going to say like 50s era, like. Temperate Farms, yeah, that would be the... Trogues remembers. <laughs> Trogues remembers. Whenever I start doing, like, reads that feel, like, very ad-like, I slowly slide into... Anyway, it starts in the hot... <laughs> okay, no, I think I need to read... It starts in the hot fields. The Simcoe <laughs> notes and the creamsicle, creamsicle and mango. Mosaic's honeysuckle and grapefruit. And Azaka's pineapple. Back at the brewery, our scratch team comes up with an innovative hopping technique. We dub the hop cyclone to circulate those hop oils from the top to the bottom of our tanks, not missing one ounce of beer. We also found a small window during the fermentation to optimize our dry hopping. In the end, it is a beautifully bold and simple giant. It is bold and nimble giant, ripe with gold notes of grapefruit, pineapple, and honeysuckle. So you're trying to get a little Morgan more, Freeman. I got a little Morgan Freeman, yeah. <laughs> Uh, starting in uh, June 24th to July 24th, 2019, check into one Trogues Nibble Giant and unlock uh, this year's Find the Giant badge. Uh, visit trogues.com slash nimble to find him near you. 
This doesn't relate to that at all, but I was just going to say the Pepperidge Farm thing has to be the funniest thing that ever come from Family Guy. Oh. <laughs> when he's threatening them? Like, it's just... It's just the threat? Because it's always referenceable. Maybe you buy yourself a pack of these distinctive Milano cookies. Maybe <laughs> this whole thing just goes away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next badge is a bunch of badges. We've got a big core badge update, which I experienced when I was checking into this, because remember... Don't check into a, the next beer if you don't want retroactive badges. You have mm. to go in and uh, enable retroactive badges in your app setting. So uh, make sure if you want or do not want them, you have that toggled the way you want it. Because I checked in and suddenly I'm getting new badges going, what the hell just happened? So let's run down some of these that uh, you may get on accident. <laughs> so Pure Garden Bliss, five different venues with the category of, category of beer garden. And all these go to 100. Some of them, I don't know how they go to 100. <laughs> uh, growl the Growler, five check-ins serving type of Growler. Uh, Carl <laughs> Carl the Crowler, five check-ins serving type of Crowler. That's the Ikea name. <clears throat> yeah. Set the table, five different beers to the style of table beer. Brew with the Zoo, I think Woo! I voted for this one for so long to become a core badge. No, we have to go to the zoo. Five different venues, the category of zoo or aquarium. Oh. Beers of the world, five different beers from breweries located in different states slash regions, while Brew Traveler is for checking in beers while in different locations. This badge I, is for checking in I, beers I, from... I feel like Blue Traveler is one that I always kind of wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is from breweries primarily located in that state or region. Oh, so, okay. Breweries from a different state. So you, just uh, don't ha- you don't have to be there physically. Yeah. Latitude for Latvia. Five different beers from a brewery located in Latvia. Level to 100. Each level is five beers. 500 beers. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> Latvia can be, like, all about the beer. Latvia does not have 500 different... Would it be different? No. They don't have, have 500 be beers in it. Five not different, even different beers. Five, I just mean cans. Five different beers from a brewery located in Latvia. There are not 500 different beers in all of Latvia. I mean, we're making assumptions. Yeah. Baking in Balkan. Five different beers in one of the following countries. Albania, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Herzegovina, Serbia. North Macedonia, <laughs> Montenegro, and Kosovo. Level to 100. Jeez. Again. So, I can't hear Kosovo, and it's as... Bear in mind, tragedies have happened there. But my brain goes to Kokomo. <laughs> yeah, that mind is immediately. I want to go way down in Kosovo. Oh, said God. no one ever. <sighs> and now I'm just thinking of like Slobodan Milosevic and how tragic that is. Yeah. So, El Central, five different beers in Central American countries. And Bratwurst und Bier, five different venues, the category of German restaurant. That should be easy. Mm. And as always, cast your vote for the next core badges, so you can always find that. And let's see what they're looking at right now. Uh, Leading the list is Himalayan Pride, five different beers from a brewery from India. Oh. Pool party. Check into beer at five different places categorized as pool or bathhouse. Oh, yeah, the bathhouse. Turkish bathhouse. Yeah. How they know where I like to drink. Uh, Roman all the, and all, Ro- okay, go ahead. Roman and Romania. Uh, mm. 
all the meats. Check into a beer at five different venues with the category barbe- of barbecue. Oh, no, there it is. Turkish bath. <laughs> Check mm-hmm. into five different beers from a brewery from Turkey. Okay. Past the guac. Five different venues with the category of Mexican restaurant. Ooh. Still don't have you don't know Brett. <laughs> Wake up and smell the coffee. Five different beers, the style of stout, coffee, or porter. Mm, we get that quick. Mall rat. Check into a beer at five different locations categorized as shopping mall slash shopping plaza or located inside a shopping mall or shopping plaza. All right. And so I'm, I'm going to vote real quick. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh no. Uh, 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 uh. No, it's the coffee one. <laughs> let's, let's just face it. Yeah. We all knew what this was. Oh, I got to sign in. I'm not okay. signing in right now. All right. Forget that. Well, next badge then. Uh, we have, this is coming up really soon too, Canada Day. Canada Day. Yay. The cute badge. Uh, let's all raise a toast to the Great White North as they gear up to celebrate Canada Day. This holiday commemorates the anniversary of the unification of the three separate colonies of Canada, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick into a single dominion called Canada. Check into any beer from a Canadian brewery on July 1st to July 2nd. So, get a lot of Molson's? I was like, Canadian brewery. Hmm. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is Little Bat Blue. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, you know what is the best? Our news show? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the best, but it is a good time. So, uh, Simply yeah. the best. We did have another news, new news episode this week, which you can go and check out where we were discussing uh what we'll do anything depressing this week i feel like we usually have depressing things actually no i don't think so no it did it, it seem to be all in the up and up uh some legal cases yeah uh abm bev buying up other companies not craft beer companies this time uh and actually uh good news for tennessee getting called out on their legal bs <laughs> yeah yeah you want to know more Plus, about that check out have a drink news I was gonna say plus fire trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, uh, the best kind of fire trucks. Turns out, yeah. Little Why? little Jimmy gets to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> then no, that's that's what that was missing. So he converted the tank to halt to a cooler. Mm. It's like no, should've. it should have just filled the tank and pressurized it with beer. Spoiler, had to have trade offs. Come on, I want to drink from the fire hose. Like a stream of beer so powerful it could take my head clean off my shoulders. <laughs> I'm willing to take that risk. Oh. Okay, well, again, we have an actual topic to cover. Been up that truck! Sneaky bastards! Been up that truck! Been up that truck! Been up that drunk! Look, if you're drinking in Utah, you're not going to be that drunk. Accurate. The altitude, the altitude could help though. That's the, you got to climb up into those mountains if you really want to get drunk. It's the only way. <laughs> that or you got to go get, you got to go get that crazy bock that they sell in the giant cans down at that place in town. Oh. I was gonna say I've got the backpack for that, the 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 hiking yeah. can backpack. So I was like, all right, load up, we climb. In case you're wondering, what we're talking about it's uh, actually not a you into beer, uh, the Devastator Doppelbock from. Was it Epic or no, Wasatch? It was Wasatch and Squatters. Everyone on that damn mountain was constant. Like every bro was just like, "You got to go down there and get this thing. It comes in giant cans, like crawlers." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, it's a crawler. We know. We've we've seen them before. We're Yeah, but you don't even know, man. Yes, I do. <laughs> just stop. We're very well aware. Well, uh, so let's start talking about our topic, which is Uinta, Utah Brewery Extraordinaire. So Uinta is a craft brewery founded in 1993 in Salt Lake City. I want to point out that 1993 does not seem that long ago. But it very However, much is. Turns out it's quite a bit. Time is a hateful bitch. Fools <laughs> uh, of us all. I didn't realize pres- it was 93. Oh. That is... That's a minute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company produces a range of beers, naming them after Utah's cultural and natural icons. You know, where is... Uh, where's your Brigham Young beer, then? <laughs> yeah. Where's where's our uh, our Scott Johnson beer? I'm a little surprised Happy. that Wasatch doesn't have like something Brigham Young related, just because of the mm-hmm. names of some of their other ones. Right. Uh, as of 2016, Uinta was the 39th largest craft brewery in the country. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot, but there's a, there's a lot of craft breweries in the country. Yeah. Uh, Uinta Brewing Company began brewing beer in the winter of 1993 in a renovated mechanics garage. Salt Lake City, Utah. So uh, that's just standard. Like that's if your brewery started in the '90s, at any point it was a converted garage. That's yeah. just mm-hmm. how it works. Go to Asheville, Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Go uh, to Asheville. Most of the breweries there are in converted Island. garages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still. Still, yeah. Uh, their flagship beer was the Cutthroat Pale Ale, named after Utah's state fish. <laughs> Sure. Why does I would say why does Utah need a state fish? But it's Utah. But Utah. Uh, it was followed by Kings Peaks Por- Kings Peak Porter. Excuse me, which is named after Utah's highest peak, and Golden Spike Hefeweizen, named after the spike used to commemorate the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which was completed in Utah, and Doobie. Do. I don't know. Doob? Say Doobie. This... Named after Utah's centennial star. Sure. It's D-U-B-H-E. The H is ruining all of us. <laughs> the H is not silent. <laughs> Doobie. I, sure. I don't know. I, do- I dub he <laughs> Doobie. Yes. Uh, in 2001, UNT became the first Utah company to be 100% wind-powered. What? So we've we've heard a lot about so um, well like Sierra Nevada is doing a lot to uh, when it comes to green spaces and all that and them they, and, and New Belgium they recycle a crap ton of the rainwater and everything to use in the brewing yeah. process and New Belgium uh, starts they compost a lot of their spent brewing materials they take they take like terrible locations and restore them yeah. But they like they produce a percentage of their own power. Uinta is completely wind powered. Well, it was in two thousand one. In two thousand one, because sure, the company solar. also began installing solar panels on the roof in two thousand eleven. Oh, right. So at this point, I guess they can't be a hundred percent wind powered. But still, <laughs> still not. I would say yeah. when when we were there, I did not notice uh, wind turbines on the property. Hmm. Good point. Mm. Uh, their state-of-the-art Belgian uh, 
Brauken Brewing System uh, is designed to brew beer efficiently by cutting down the wasted time and energy. Uh, had a flash to an Eagles song. Uh, from capturing and recycling steam uh, from one of the brewing cycles to heat the next batch, donating spent grain to a local rancher, and utilizing centrifuge that filters beer without chemicals, Uinta is always looking for ways to make beer in a way that's better for the planet. Which is the thing I love most. One of it's one of the things I love most about craft beer. Mm, I also yeah. love the taste and that it gets me drunk. But <laughs> but, they, but if you're going to make these choices, yeah, they usually care. they also try to help everything else. Yeah. So I feel like Uinta's story kind of mirrors. Uh, well, it doesn't really mirror, but it just reminds me of like Highlands when we were there in Asheville and got to take that tour because they were the original craft brewery down in Asheville hmm. and no one ever talks about how environmentally conscious they are mm-hmm. until you go there you don't really you don't realize it and it's kind of like with Uinta you would the, you see the national park stuff blasted all over their can like they released uh, yeah. pale ale or is it pale ale or lager I can't remember they released a beer or they did for like every national park right I think it was hmm, I don't remember I want to say it was a lot. Yeah. But there weren't Still. like they don't they just don't blast it for, you know, the world to know. They just like, I don't know, these are our business practices. Yeah. They're yeah. like anyway, we are, we're awesome. Well, in August 2014, Uinta announced that he had sold a percentage of its company to New York-based private equity firm, the Riverside Company, for an undisclosed amount. Uinta CEO Will Hamill stated that the capital raised would be used to hire new employees and expand beyond the Salt Lake region. Well, it has. It very much has. And uh, I will assume, since it says they don't say how much, since they are still showing up on the <laughs> Brewer Association list mm-hmm. of top fifty craft breweries. I will. It's assume not a founder's percentage, at least. Yeah, that percentage is under twenty. Was it twenty five percent? Five, I think. Yeah, that that number 20, is somewhere in here. Twenty four point seven six percent, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Uinta has seen accelerated growth since 2012, and they have stated they have sold 60,000 barrels of beer in 2013 and 77,000 in 2014. Uh, and as of March 2015, their beers are sold in 35 states. So, That's most of them. Yeah, uh, when it comes to selling a percentage of your company to expand beyond your state's borders, I think they did pretty good with that. Yeah. So, uh, you can't talk about breweries in Utah with <laughs> without talking about uh, some of these crazy liquor laws. So, the liquor laws of Utah regulate the selling and purchasing of alcohol in the United States and the state of Utah are some of the most restrictive in the United States. The Utah Department of Alcohol Beverage... Wait. I feel like that's a typo. I hope it is. Uh, The Utah Department of Alcohol Beverage Communism? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. uh... Consumerism? I don't know. Consumerism would make more sense. UDABC, we'll just use their their acronym here, uh, has regulated the sale of alcoholic beverages since 1935, two years after the end of Prohibition. Uh, 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 Control. Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. I'm going to say communism from now on. (laughs) 
it, it just sounds better and hits it a little more on the nose. Uh, Utah is one of 18 control states, meaning the state has a monopoly over the wholesaling and or retailing of some or all categories of alcoholic beverages. Current Utah law sets a limit of 3.2% alcohol by weight, not by volume. Uh, it is 4% by volume, if you're interested there in beer sold at grocery and convenience stores and at establishments operating under a beer-only type license, uh, such as taverns, beer bars, and some restaurants. Beer over 3.2% by weight, 4% by volume, is available in state liquor stores and package agencies and at clubs and restaurants licensed to sell liquor. Uh, we have we have people from Utah in the chat who are saying the liquor laws suck. Right? <laughs> yes, yep. we agree. We visited, and yeah, uh, we're we're gonna get to uh, some of the breweries are extremely not happy about it. In commercial facilities, uh, the time at which alcohol may be served is limited, and alcohol may not be sold any later than one a.m. under any circumstance. On March 8, 2013, the Utah legislature passed a law allowing restaurant patrons to order alcohol before or ordering food after a controversial series of citations was issued to several restaurants. Yeah. So this next one is one of those things that really got stuck in our crawl. Epic Brewery chose to expand in Colorado with a two, two to three million dollar facility instead of Utah due to Utah's constantly changing liquor laws. <laughs> Who knows what things they'll dream up next to punish an industry that pays millions of millions of taxes in the state. Uh, David Cole said, while he predicts the state laws will eventually change, it's going to change a lot slower than uh, we are as a company. That's Epic. Uh, Epic's Utah Brewery remains open as their original headquarters location. So we had... Uh, a run-in with this because we on a trip oh gosh how long ago was that now like three or four years when we originally went to yeah. Colorado and uh, we went to Epic's uh, Denver location which was magnificent to be there the fooders out and, and it, it's, it looks great beer's great all this and then when we were going to be in Salt Lake for uh, Nertacular it was like oh we all have to go down to the headquarters like the main place it's gonna be great without really looking it up first yeah and then you get there and realize it's actually just kind of a bottle shop they have quote unquote the smallest restaurant and tap room in the state five seats or something like that six seats yeah it was ridiculous either way it, it's a token it's it's a tasting room really but they can't pour you anything unless you are ordering food and it was, we were just there for, like, two drinks and to move on. Couldn't do that. And besides, if there's only six seats, you can imagine it's filled up always. No standing yeah. room, like six people only. And there's just a bank of coolers with bottles that you can get to go. And we just kind of got mad and left and went to a, another brewery that was kind of terrible. But ignited okay. it ignited our love for Shuffleboard. Yeah, it, it did. Was, it was okay. It did. Uh, it was still. It was a. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 ridiculousness of the. We, we keep seeing stories. When we're getting ready for the news show, by the way, that do like tend towards 
Utah eventually making some changes in that law, but it, it's still going to be forever. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently alcohol is sold in their grocery stores, uh, but only beer beverages and liquor is prohibited. That's crazy. It's just, I, d- I don't. Well, uh, well, it looks like Utah is finally going to see stronger beer on grocery store shelves with the passage of Senate Bill 132, uh, which addresses the state's 3.2 beer law. The new law uh, will up the limit to 4% ABW, which then equals 5% ABV. So basically Budweiser. Um, Making it much easier for Utah residents to grab a stronger six-pack, reports the Utah Public Radio. Um, The bill was introduced due to the declining production of 3.2 beer, since there are few states left in the country with similar laws. Major producers like AB have said they're cutting back on making the low-alcohol beer. Colorado's 3.2 restrictions phased out in January, and Kansas is scheduled to up its ABW limit in April. So, with, which, which already should happened. have happened by yeah. now, yeah. Uh, so, with Utah also primed to axe the 3.2 law, only Minnesota will remain with the uh, Minnesota. Yeah. What uh, the heck, guys? <laughs> the senator behind the bill, Jerry Stevenson, initially proposed uh, to up the ABW limit to 4.8, but the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints opposed that increase uh, limit according to the Salt Lake Tribune. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's mostly a church thing. That's just a no-no. Um, well, yeah. Well, uh, I need church and... As yeah. far as influence that, goes, but yeah. Uh, speaking on the Utah Booze News podcast, the Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control Executive Director Sal uh, Patelos said the bill lawmakers passed doesn't allow stores to stock up on heavier brews. It says there's a bit of a technical snag in terms of logistics. The legislature anticipates a flip of the switch. There may be a period of time that some grocery and convenience stores may not have 5.0 beer because technically speaking, they can't store it, nor can they sell it until November 1st when the law goes into effect. Uh, So there's that issue out there. Um, asked if that means some beer brands won't be available for consumers immediately once the law changes, Patillo said, uh, told their local Fox affiliate, that's what the industry tells us. So beer that still has a higher ABW than four um, or ABB above five will continue to be sold at liquor stores. Other states that restrict alcohol sold at grocery and convenience stores, uh, which there are 18 total, have a much higher limit of 12.4 ABV on average, but still it's yet another step Utah has to take to relax its strict liquor laws. In July, 2017, the state also got rid of the Zion curtain, which required, (laughs) which we talked about before, which it requires restaurants to conceal the mixing and preparing of drinks behind a physical barrier. I just still like the term Zion curtain. It's it's weird. I think like it's just okay. That's a thing that you're to say. I I'm I'm still amazed that that was a thing at all. But yeah, it's it, mm. it's gone, which is nice. <laughs> That's one of those really weird things you expect to be like not not in a state, but in like Saudi Arabia. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe like some some strict county. The women but... and the alcohol must all be veiled. <laughs> Uh, Well, let's talk about some yeast troubles that you went to his head. Uh, In February, cream cream hmm? for that. (laughs) Well, in February 2019, Uenta issued a voluntary recall of the following. Oh, pardon. Uh, Following cans and bottles due to the presence of foreign yeast. 
I mean... Dutch yeast sneaking its way in there. <laughs> Going, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't think of Dutch words. I really should have picked a, a country I could, you know, I don't know. take the language of. Something anyway. about waffles and smoking and wooden shoes. That's all I got. That's... Dutch, I thought waffles were Belgium, but anyway, uh, Stroop waffles. Okay, the list of these included uh, Detour, some six pack cans, uh, Hop Notch, six pack cans and bottles, Pack It Out, fifteen pack cans, Cut Throat, eighteen pack cans, twelve pack cans and six pack bottles, Golden Spike, twelve pack cans and bottles, Trader, twelve pack. And six pack cans, uh, 801 Pilsner, 12 pack cans, Wild, 12 pack cans, Yard Sale, six pack can bottles, 801 Cutthroat Duo, 12 pack cans, and the Winter Sampler, 12 pack bottles. So this seems to just be everything they ran during a particular period, yeah, uh, in February, or it may have been in January that this was all run, and then they discovered the issue and had to recall it. Yeast got wild. Uh, anyway, the company noted got that the wild, yeast... Wild, wild, wild. I was going to say that there was some wild and crazy yeasts. Uh, the company noticed that the yeast uh, could cause a package of uh, package integrity issues over time and under certain conditions. Uh, they also stated that since, since this discovery, we have taken immediate and comprehensive steps to remove any trace of foreign yeast uh, from further cross-contamination with uh, its house yeast strains. The original source of the foreign yeast is still under investigation, though it's a naturally occurring strain that is occasionally used for brewing specific types of styles. There's no food safety risk in the consumption of this beer. <laughs> Sorry, they're still under investigation. I'm just picturing like them putting a beer can in a dark room with a <laughs> one light hanging over it going, tell me who it is! This... Answer me! Yeah. <laughs> Where are the drugs going? So maybe I don't. They don't. Do they use white labs? I don't know. Question uh, marks. I'm not sure. Because I don't know if you remember the big scandal with. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, uh, that was uh, Left Hand, I believe, wasn't it? Left Hand was the one leading the charge. So on that this one, happened yeah. back in February. I don't remember if that the was the same time frame. Left Hand was was way back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last year, the year before. Oh, the, yeah, the this was definitely this year. So. The lawsuit was filed last year for a, the event taking place like the previous year. So, mm-hmm. well, well, as with most recalls, Uinta offered to refund anyone who could prove they purchased one of the listed beers in the time frame that they expected, suspected had issues. I wonder how lenient they were with that, even because um, what was it? There was Not, a thing where you had to take a picture for a seat. Like I didn't, I didn't write the full thing out, but it was like they. They made sure that, like, oh, did you, well, did you get it from Epic this period? Epic was pretty generous uh, because I bought uh, some Big Bad Baptista that ended up being mm. recalled for similar reasons. And um, it was the exact lot number and everything. Like, it was a lottery that I lost. Mm. <laughs> I won it and then lost it. So um had to dump it. And Ugh. you just had to take a picture of the uh, bottled on and the lot number. And email them with that. And they're like, yeah, then you get to pick. Well, either, yeah, we can't refund you the money because that's technically illegal <laughs> to be sending you money across state oh, lines yeah. or a company and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, we'll send you merch or in, you know, the total of what you 
spent for the bottle or for what the bottle retailed for, or you can get some of these really cool things that we don't usually sell. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, give me some of that stuff, and then I think I gave it away. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think I actually ended up with any of that, so. Uh, anyway, let's let's learn a little bit more about some 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 raw numbers. Give me numbers. You want some numbers? I got the I rawest do. numbers. Oh man, oh. someone's someone's got to get some cream on these numbers. They're so raw. <laughs> so their the brewery's overall score on uh, Beer Advocate <laughs> is a uh, three point six six out of five, and uh, on Untapped they got a three point six four out of five. So, so middle pretty, of the road. Pretty close, yeah. Uh, Two hundred a, a little above average. C plus. <laughs> 287 beers listed on Untapped with 1.36 million check-ins mm-hmm. uh, over that now because I checked in my beer. Uh, top ten, top ten beers from Untapped. So I did. It, it's exactly what you think it is. It's all yeah. the beers you've seen before: Hopnosh, uh, Detour Double IPA, Baba Organic Black Lager, uh, the Doob. However can't, you say that. However yeah. you say it that we can't pronounce. Doobie. Us uh, damn Midwesterners, unable to pronounce it. Uh, that Imperial Black Pumpkin, Tangerine Hopnosh, uh, Wild Simcoe Session Ale, uh, Ready Set Gosa, Lime Pilsner, Pale Ale, you know, the Cutthroat. And and that's the, just the top ten. So. Yeah, that's, that's the top ten. Those are the ones you've always seen. Of which uh, I saw one of those went out purchasing wow. beer for this episode. Could not find anything i was upset I had like, at my selection i had like three three different cans i could choose from well maybe four i had piss poor selection and what i did have i didn't know until after i bought it is all past its best yeah. buy best before so is mine <laughs> okay then mine's mine's two days though oh it's not th- bad uh four days Four days, twenty nine. Best Buy, six twenty five, nineteen. So as of twenty eighteen, Uinta was at number forty two on the top fifty list of craft brewing companies by the American Homebrewers Association. In June twenty eighteen, uh, Uinta celebrated its twenty fifth anniversary. <coughs> now I feel old. <laughs> Collaborations and experimental things that they've had going on. So this is one I was about to buy. I wish I had. Uh, so, Test Phase IPA. It's a limited release. Two years ago, Uinta had the unique opportunity to contract a single plot of an experimental hop variety known only as HBC 692. This batch of hops was recently harvested, and they note that uh, they're proud to share 692's unique qualities with you in this fourth Crooked Line series, or Crooked, crooked line, line. Crooked Line. Crooked Line release. Based on a New England-style hazy IPA, because everyone's doing it, the hop variety uh, presents outstanding aroma and flavor with tropical and citrus notes in the foray to punctuate the smooth creaminess of the body. 20 IBUs, 6.5% ABV, a 3.75 out of 5. That actually kind of led me when making my decision I was going to purchase because my choices were between what we're drinking, that, and Baba. I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. drinking Baba because I know I don't like it. 
And mm-hmm. I, just, I decided I looked at the untapped scores and what we're drinking at a higher scores. I said, all right, it's that. Hmm. Fair enough. So uh, another collab that they've had going on is their single barrel experimental IPA, Galaxy and Chinook Hops, single barrel Crowler series. Uh, no IBUs listed, 7% ABV. Uh, wait, 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 wait. So this is a Crowler That's series, crap. and they're doing mm-hmm. the Crowlers at 7% ABV. <coughs> Meaning you have to go to the brewery to get it. I, it was yes. on tap, so I just put it on there. <laughs> so I remember when uh, we were at the brewery, there were a lot of weird things going on because they do serve beers over four percent. They, they can't do it from the tap. Yeah, they have neat ways around things there. <laughs> just good, they would crack you open a bottle, <laughs> which was extreme to pour you an eight ounce glass. They didn't make you buy the bottle and then provide you with glasses, which is the way most places do that. Yeah. You could just get a pour from that bottle that they had to open, and then if you don't want another pour, they're out the rest of the bottle. They'll just have to dump it or try and recarb it if it goes flat. Like, I don't know. I'm sure someone on staff would bite that bullet and drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they you? and they were pushing them hard, too. I remember the, like, the lady who was um, serving us because we were, you know, we were there to eat, and... I mean, obviously try stuff too, but um, she was like, no, no, here, you, you want to try this one? You want to try this one? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they would do, <laughs> you know, let you try samples, and it's like, you have to open a full bottle just to give us a sample. But it is a really neat brewery to go and visit. The restaurant is uh, farmhouse-themed, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the more unique bathrooms I've seen, actually, <laughs> um, as in the men's and women's bathrooms share a sink area. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. One big bank of sinks where it's like one giant sink with uh, like four or five sinks at the same trough. But it's the men's and women's restrooms both are right there. So there are no no sinks in the actual bathroom. I don't remember that. Big communal area when you come out. Weird. Uh, Yeah, the... the, I remember like it, it, it is kind of like just a gorgeous place though oh, yeah. like oh, you yeah. go in there it just it just looks like oh this is beautiful and inviting let's go in and the food uh, was really good too food was pretty good yeah uh, could have been that we've been stuck on a plane all day also true <laughs> i mean there 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 may have been some like it was the first beer we had since we drunkenly got on the plane that morning because i was still drunk from the night before if i recall we, that trip right we decided to drink our way through the entire uh Drink around the world from the uh, yeah. dogfish head. <laughs> Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada, yeah, sir. Yes. Beer camp around the world. Yeah. We decided to drink that whole thing, which was delicious. And then, yeah, we have time to drink that and then go to bed and nope, get up and get on a plane. Yeah, that get was, up, get up in four hours and get on a plane. That didn't that didn't work yeah. out. Nothing quite like hitting a getting a hangover at ten thousand feet, or <laughs> however many thousand feet. Just oh. <laughs> There went all the oxygen. There's my headache. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but you went to it was a nice nice stop once we got off. It was probably my favorite place we stopped at when we were in Utah. I I really wish we'd had time for a tour. Yeah. yeah. That's my that's my regret anytime I go to a brewery and I don't take a tour. If they offer it and I don't get to take it, I'm always kind of like Well guess mm-hmm. what? If you go to New Jersey and you go to a brewery <laughs> more than once. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's true. It's true. It's from the news episode a couple weeks back. Um, or last I, week, I forget. 
I mean, yeah, it was one of the greatest places. Like, I, I still, aside from the weird epic experience, I liked everywhere that we went. Even though that one yeah, place, I, the one place was like, yeah, it was like cocktails, I guess, uh, like beer cocktails. Like, but it, they had they had some beer, it, but it, it, it was, was the shuffleboard experience. That was, I mean, that was just fun. Yeah, no, it, it was still a fun a fun time had been had. It was just of the breweries I went to, you went to was the one that I think made the most like yeah mark on me like that i can remember generally that that whole area yeah that makes sense well there's only two nationally distributed breweries in salt lake and it's epic and uinta yeah and then because then otherwise you have the squatters for wasatch yeah but that's yeah that's so if you're in salt lake you're you're going to squatters let's face facts (laughs) uh but it was but yeah uh and, you know, when I get you into beer here, there's, by and large, I feel like I usually enjoy it. There may be a couple off ones every so often, but. Well, speaking of the ones we can get here, let's go mm-hmm. on in to what we're drinking. Drink with me, friend. All right. Well, we are drinking the same thing because, well, the two of us, uh, because we had to get a pack Rather than any no, singles. No singles, and there were only three different ones that they had in six packs. They that was had... part of my reasoning for why I got what I got, because I knew I kind of liked this. Mm. I, there were no you, other, there was only packs. What yeah. you were getting is what I wanted to get. Mm. I was like, mm, I'm going to get me a single of that, and then whatever else they have I'll get for Brittany. Nay, nay. All they had were six packs of the test phase, uh, six packs of Baba and six packs of Clear Days, which uh, for some reason I thought was going to be a New England, but hmm. it obviously is not, and states that it is not. Uh, this is obviously from Uinta. Is a uh, well, the reason I probably thought this is because it says juicy IPA, but uh, juicy doesn't mean New England. Bracketed haze free. Yeah, that is from their website. It says haze free. Now with no haze. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's a six percent ABV. Uh, what you see, through, what you get. Yeah. What you see through isn't always what you get in this mirage of juicy IPA. Clear days is clearly haze free, but loaded with massive hop aromatics, including pineapple, mango, and passion fruit, all leading to a silky soft mouthfeel and lingering sweet finish. 40 IBUs uh, used malts were two-row oats C40. Hops were Citra, El Dorado, Mosaic, Galaxy. Some probably the tastiest hops around. Mm. Uh, score mm. on, I'm guessing. Uh, it was untapped, sorry. Oh, untapped. 3.7 out of 5. And, um, and what are your thoughts? My thoughts are it might be better fresh. Probably. It's usually the rule with IPAs. Yeah, ours is uh, 10 days old. Um, but No, 10 days past. 10 days past. The, the, yeah. Past uh, the enjoy by. And I get, well, you get a, a citrus fruit character. You, you can't. I can and, taste the passion fruit, actually. I can't really. Maybe grapefruit. Maybe. But otherwise, I'm like, it's a, there's some citrus in there. Yeah, it's it, it just tastes like a standard. Pale it doesn't. Ale. It doesn't taste like hop citrus, though. No, 
Not at all. It, it tastes like uh, citrus extract that was added to give it that mm. flavor. I honestly don't taste any hops. Like, the, there's nary a hop to be found in this. And then, mm. like, when I first it's poured probably it... A, it's probably an added artifact of that being old, because I feel like some of that's probably fallen out by now. Uh, not, not a lot of it, but it's probably starting to fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and when I first poured it, I, it smelled like soap to me. <laughs> kind of. So. Um, if there's no yeah. malt to be found. I mean, in IPAs, you're not going to find a whole lot, but you are going to find some kind of malt character. There's just there, it's kind of watery. Yeah, and and again, we got we're we're a little ruined here because of the whole age thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure if it was fresh, it would be an issue. It it they are they're all in cans, so that yes. that yeah. helps some. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're you're gonna lose a little bit less, I think, from here. But then again, that may be why they're in the the enjoy by dates the date it is. They could yeah. have made that, you know, seven years ago. That's <laughs> not, not true, but yeah, <laughs> I get your point. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe so, yeah. if you find a fresher one. Maybe you'll enjoy it more. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult finding a fresh one though. This far. Yeah, as far out. I feel like that that just may be uh If you're in Utah, fact. yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, I had uh, a hop nosh. Ah, oh, the old standby. Mhm. Yeah. It's uh, what I want. American IPA. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just saying that's what I wanted to find. Yeah. I had an option of this or the hop nosh tangerine and a third you went to beer that I didn't want. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, it's 90 degrees outside. I don't want this dark concoction. Oh, it's probably I, their, uh, the sea legs, maybe? Maybe. I, I don't recall exactly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, uh, an American IPA comes in at 7.3% ABV, which, wow. yeah, that's American, AP, that's American uh, IPA territory there. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that high, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and their description for it says, Our flagship IPA boasts an assertive bitterness and a vibrant hop aromatics. Expect notes of pine, lime zest, grapefruit, uh, supported by caramel balls. And uh, uh, Beer Advocate gives it a score of uh, 4.02 out of 5. Not bad. Pretty high. And it, this being only a few days old is still, you know, a few days past its, yeah. its enjoy by, still pretty good. Um, there was one thought I had while drinking it though, was that it feels, feels like trying to do a hop slam. Really? Ah. Like the color, it's kind of like what hop slam is. The description does kind of sound like it. Mm-hmm. Hop slam's got a bit more, um, like, like a honey maybe yeah. or a, yeah, no, it has honey in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's a bit sweeter. But it felt like they were trying to go. This one's a little bit sweeter than I would expect for most usual IPAs, and it's a. Uh, but it is it is still still fairly better. Um, I don't get any really much much lime, but I do get some pine out of it. And it's and I and and those caramel malts. Mm. Uh, so this this has been pretty pretty enjoyable to get through the episode with. I, you know, it, I, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. Love Hopnosh. Like again, that's what I wanted to find. Couldn't find it. Period. And it's, it's... I, I could only find it in six packs, but I was like, well, if I have to, yeah. on the bright side, I've got you know, I know these have to go soon, so I've decided what I'm drinking for the next few days. <laughs> Fair enough. There and you it, go. and it's 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 you know, lovely weather for it. 
Uh, yes, the uh, the mid '90s, quite quite the perfect weather for a nice cold IPA. I remember the hopnosh being good, and it's odd because I also remember the variants not being good. Like for so, some reason, the speci- specifically when they did the grapefruit hopnosh, I was not a fan. It seems with uh, Uinta because they've it's kind of like Ballast Point where it's just mm. like flavor the one beer with all the things. Yeah, and that with hopnosh, the just like it is with Sculpin. The base beer is fantastic. It's a standout, almost a like poster for the category. But all the variants are terrible and clearly done with chemical flavorings. Yeah. Well, you know, they're they're trying to get it in without messing with the recipe too much. But yeah, yeah. But it's better, if they, and they can do flavors okay. But it's better when they do it just like a, a new, like its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like for a. Uh, I was going to mention, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's, it was their, um, it was a farm, a cucumber farmhouse ale. And I, I really liked that one. Couldn't, yeah. I still can't remember the name, but, uh, that like, so when they do like flavors like that and stuff, when it's just, it's original drink, fine, totally good. So I don't know. I, I don't know what their, what the issue the is there. The 801 coffee Pilsner was really good. Oh, see, I don't remember so, that. That was a brewery only one. Remember, I bought a bottle and brought it home. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so there is one thing I want to mention, and I, I want to see if I'm just being crazy and if just like my brain making weird associations. Does the font in some of the album, uh, the album, co- <laughs> uh, uh, can, can art. art or bottle art uh, remind you a little bit of the shoots? Completely. Uh, huh. Not anymore. Like, if you've seen the not new as, Deschutes labels, like they completely changed yeah. it. But, but it, like, it does, when I think classic to shoots, yeah. it is reminiscent, and that may be something they were going for. Huh. Maybe. Or actually, would uh, Deschutes have been going for their logo? Oh, how old is Deschutes? Uh, I don't remember. It's older than Delighters, but only just. We, we've not done a Deschutes episode. Perhaps we? we should. Well, we have not. Huh. We've talked enough about them. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm just like, God, haven't we? We, 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 we. No one wants to hear the number of jokes oh, that I would right. make. Yeah, I think. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, so they're older. So yeah, no, it'd be. Okay. Ugh. Okay. And maybe the, maybe <laughs> that's yeah. Maybe it's just the 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 that. Maybe know, it's just that um that region mountain that, style. <laughs> the the mountain like this is the font that we use. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, New Belgium doesn't, but. Man. <laughs> anyway. I think that any other final thoughts about uh, about uh, Uinta before we, uh, we close out? Crushing on them for a long time. Wish I could find more of their stuff. It's like them and Long Trail. I'm always mm. trying to find their stuff, and I can never find a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Their stuff's good, um, with the, with just a few exceptions. So I mean, I I, I think it's a good. Um, I don't. I haven't seen them. I don't know if they exist, but like, or, or if. If they, there just aren't very many, but if you can find like a variety pack from Uinta, that would be perfect. I don't think they have one. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like I can't remember. They may have one, but they may not have it out here. Yeah, they don't have true. It. But yeah. Well, so don't forget, everybody, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and Twitch.tv. Uh, and you can also tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. I tried reading it directly from it this time, rather than <laughs> staring off into the distance. <laughs> and just hoping for the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's what I always do. But hey, guys, all joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Yes. Well, you can check us out again next weekend for our next live episode. And remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>